Well, I think we have a lot to talk about uh, this in this episode. But, yeah, I expect uh, we will. But before we do, actually, I don't know, have you heard the two latest bits of uh, Star Trek news that I always don't talk to you about so we can talk about them on the show? <laughs> I did I did see the the trailer for season two of Strange New Worlds. Um, yes, because well, that was one of them. It's coming out. I think it's coming out in June. Let me double check. Okay. Um, I should have looked that up. It looks fun. I will say it it does. I mean, there's a couple of little, you know, <laughs> the the joke style that we're not about the, the I in particular I'm not a huge fan of, but no, it does look good. Yeah. Um it was a, I was what did you oh, think of the choice to of to like have the postal service in the That's what I was just going to talk about. Yes. Yes, I thought that was so odd. Uh, it's bizarre. Is it also yeah, like is like, it a new recording? It didn't or is it just like kind of remixed? I, no, I think it's an original. I think it's the old recording that they yeah, remixed with some of the score. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought that was so strange. Like, um, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just I felt old. I don't even know if it was. It's just like, <laughs> I, it, it was just such a strange. I just would never have expected them to, like, honestly, to have, like, a pop song, like, a, a recognizable pop song on a trailer for a Star Trek show. And then yeah. for it to be such great heights was just even weirder. All right, yeah, so it's it like felt weird to me. I mean, like I love, um, I like the postal service and I like that song, but it oh, was yeah, kind of the last thing I was expecting in a trailer for Strange New Worlds. Postal service actually, they're having a reunion uh, tour right, going on later on this year with that's that they're they're touring with Death Cab for Death pa- Death Cab's. I think I think it's the I think you were telling me about that. Yeah, are you because uh, you were thinking about going right? Or yeah, I think it is. Tickets are expensive, but I think I am going to go. Nice. Um, so, maybe now when they play such great heights, uh, they'll be like, all the, all the you might have seen this strong in, in, in Star Trek Strange New Worlds trailer. Uh, it looks like that, yeah, that is coming out in June, June 15th. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so. And they've already renewed the show for season three, so that'll be coming out probably sometime in 2024. Um, so, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, that's one thing, but you haven't mentioned the other the other big thing that they just announced. Um which is that we are getting not a Star Trek movie proper, um, but I think they were working. Or, I feel like the, every every like couple of years they come out with the just like we're got all those people back together and we're working on another movie. So uh, this is it's 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 um it's not it's not quite a movie, but it's a okay. special movie event that they're doing. It's a, a special movie event. Call it's a it's basically a TV movie it's a TV movie made for streaming, but sure okay uh, called Star Trek Section Thirty One starring Michelle Yeoh. Okay, um, interesting. Haven't really said anything else about it, but obviously it was going to originally be a um, a yeah I think it was always show. supposed to be a show right yeah yeah but I think they've it has now been uh, downgraded upgraded I don't know to. I mean, uh, Michelle Yeoh probably in, in higher demand now. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like uh, after after did winning she an Oscar, win the Oscar. Okay, I, I figured like that movie. I think I like won. The all movie of the won Oscars, a ton, a ton so. of Oscars. Yeah, I was. I watched that. I watched the ceremony live with a friend of mine, and we were kind of like, after a, like like there was a certain point in the night where we were like, oh man, is All Quiet on the Western Front going to win? And then there later on in the night, we're like, oh no, clearly everything everywhere all at once is going just, to win. Just wins everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it won. It won three of the four acting categories and direction and screenplay. <laughs> uh, so, um, good movie. Not not the movie I would have picked, uh, but the, but the second movie I would have picked after Tar. Everyone should watch Tar. But uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you were anyway, really on that one. So. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Section thirty-one. Uh, it is coming out. 
they haven't said when it's coming out yet. I don't think. But um, it is going... To, they announced uh, this month that it is mm-hmm. happening. There is going to be... Interesting. A movie called Section 31. They haven't announced anyone who's, who's in it um, uh, or anything like that. So, um, uh, yeah, or when it's coming out. So, you know, maybe hopefully hopefully we can escape Ash Tyler. I would love I mean, yeah, that. My, my dream casting is that she get got sent back. Because I don't think they ever said when she got sent back in time, too. So maybe she got sent back to Worf era Section 30, 31. Or was he, is he actually in Section 31 or is he just like Starfleet Intelligence? Uh, I think he's in section thirty-one. Because that would be I. I would watch the hell out of Michelle Yeoh and Michael Dorn. Yeah, yeah. I think he is. Well, maybe he's not. I can't remember now. They're know. in section thirty-one headquarters at one point, which I have some canon issues about that. But we can we can get into it now. But anyway, those are yeah. the other two things yeah. that are kind of on the on the horizon that are new. We got Strange New Worlds release yeah. date in June, and then uh, section thirty-one coming sometime. So stuff to look forward to. Hi everybody and welcome to Odd Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And I am, or we, we are normally, we, we kind of watch a, an episode of the show, uh, of any of the Star Trek shows via random number generator and um, just kind of talk about it. But... Um, the to, uh, we whenever there's a new uh, season of a Star Trek show, we instead will uh, watch um, and watch the entire show and then do a little special about it. So this is our special. Yeah. This is being recorded like a day or so before it comes out. So um, you know, I know you you where the show is definitely known for its like really tight editing and uh, you know uh, uh, auditory. <laughs> quality yes, we audio quality pride but ourselves in our professionalism we, yes uh but uh in this case we're doing it uh even faster and dirtier than we usually do so we'll do it live uh, yes uh live to tape so is, is that a, um, is that still a relevant reference uh i heard someone say this to me recently uh still so I don't yeah. know. Anything's relevant. If it's if it's relevant to you, it's still relevant. You know, I still make arrested development jokes. Uh, That's fair. We, my 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 company, my company that I work for. I work for a game company, and we we use a lot of uh, beads when we're making beads. Yeah, yeah. So anytime anyone talks about beads, I just go bees. Uh, it's, it's it's still it's, nice. that, that joke's about twenty years old now. I think and. Uh, Still yep. good. That's, still, that's, still a good that joke, a joke. In my opinion, I was in college. Yeah, uh, that was a joke. That was before. We I mean, were in I college. think it was before. Yeah, that was when I first got yeah. like introduced to Arrested Development. Was in college, but it, yeah, it was. It, I think it had already like been out and gotten canceled by that point. Yeah. So anyway, this show, this 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 uh, special is about the season three of Star Trek Picard, um, which is the third and final season of the show. Um, they have insisted to well, us that you say that, and then and then they ended the show. Well, that's well, that's that's not going to be a Picard show. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. That's if, if they make that because there is that is there is some question of them actually making it because that as I didn't talk about you no on the show, but like people people have been speaking about it. Um, okay, online and stuff. But uh, anyway, um, uh, the this is the third and final season of the show. They talked about like. They've been talking about in lead up to this, like this, the show was always intended to be three seasons with like an overarching arcing meta narrative, which I think 
I think yeah. uh, like we can talk. I think like it's clear to that's me. That's one of my problems with. That's just a lie. So. Like like yes. That's that's just a. That's not true. Like maybe they because, always planned yeah, it to be, especially in this to season. Be th- I feel like they just like fully ignore any development of like story or characters or like major events in the universe from the first two seasons of this same show. Which is wild because, uh, like, I do believe this was shot like right after season two, so it's like really? so I think they were the stories were broken not that far apart from each other, but like yeah it there are multiple times in in, in this in this episode, in this show where like it seems like they are actively pretending like the previous season of the show didn't exist yeah um, it's very strange. Um, because and in fact, why don't we talk about that briefly? Because I think we're we're going to be bringing it up on occasion. Like, uh, yeah, what can you what can you remember, Brady, about like <laughs> what, what happened season? in the previous season? Oh, of in Picard? season two, yeah. So, I like the so it because it starts out with like there is like a ship that's under attack from the Borg, I think, and like they all somehow everyone on the cast ends up on this ship, and then a Borg queen comes and like tries to like tries to like kind of shoots things and takes over the computer of the ship. And then they all get warped back in time. No, then they all get warped to an alternate future where like Starfleet is a bunch of like, like nationalist people that like imperialists that destroyed the Borg. Then they go back in time and, but they like take a Borg queen back with them. And then like, they managed to like say fix the timeline to let Picard's like ancestor go to the moon, which is what like inspires humanity to not be imperialists. But also Alison Pill gets like lets herself be basically like assimilated by the Borg Queen and yeah. gets kinda like taken over by her. And then when they go back to the the present or future or whatever yeah then she is kind of like fused with the borg queen and sort of formed this new borg that are like good now so this is what i want to work together with with like starfleet to stop some like space uh, like storm disaster and then she kind of like flies away but yeah well you're i mean i i think you're giving the show a little bit too much credit in terms of like the finality of what happens in that, because I remember watching the second season of Picard and being like, okay, well this, this must be setting up the third season of Picard because yeah, they go back to the future mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it turns out that, that Gerardi with Alison Pill's character is the Borg queen and um, she is contacting them because she needs their help uh, because someone has created a, um, a giant transwarp conduit um, to the uh, to like the the alpha quadrant, um, and she doesn't know who it is, but she but she wants to ally with Starfleet mm-hmm. in order to um, to like yeah, prevent it from attacking. That, either I don't remember; it wasn't clear to me even at the time. Is like she doesn't become like the Borg queen of all Borg, right? She starts kind of a like sub faction of. Well, I think there are multiple. Borg. There, I, I think that it's established that there are multiple Borg queens anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, she's got her own thing going. But like, well, but I don't know. It doesn't. It does, they don't actually really say that. They're just saying like she is, she she is just like 
a she's a Borg queen. She and so yeah. it, like it, I don't I don't I think she is supposed to I, to me it felt like she was represent representative of the Borg at that time. You know, a weekend of like Borg, the whole you know? collective. Yeah. But yeah. But so anyway though, then so they, they, they work together and then Picard lets the Borg be in the Federation at the end so that they can guard potentially this transport con- conduit. Mm-hmm. And so and so like it seems like they're kind of being like, Yeah, something is coming out of this transport continent and they're gonna have to work with the Borg and then and then that's never mentioned again. Like, right. And never, then in the like the second Yeah, and then in the second to last episode of this season, it's just like no they they literally say no one's heard from the Borg for a decade. Like a for decade. Te- yeah, and it's like except for you, the characters <laughs> on the show right. who have heard from the Borg in Yeah, very, and they're just recently. like straight like and they're like like it's basically like after first contact the movie, there were no Borg and then like now the Borg from first contact are back. Which is well, wild. Yeah, is first contact does that happen after Voyager? I can't remember. No, I mean it's it came out, I think, before Voyager. I don't remember yeah, when I, it's like said to happen. I think it happens before the end of yeah, Voyager. Yeah, because that's because I think, I think Voyager because that's like the first time that they had like the idea of a Borg Queen. I think was in First Contact. Yeah, and yeah, then, that's like, right. You're right. And you're then right. Voyager was just kind of like ran with that and was just like, <laughs> what if the Borg just like had a like weird dominatrix villain? Yeah. Um, what if the Borg were just some guys? You know, just yeah, we're just like uh, villains. Uh, Anyway, but yeah. so yeah, I said we say all that all to say that like then they don't talk about this ever again. Like 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 yeah, like it, it. Yes, there's no like, again like for for stories where like it it seems like that would like everything that happened with Gerardi would be incredibly relevant to the plot, like what the sto- the kind of main plot ends up being in this ser- season, mm-hmm. and it's never mentioned. Yeah. It. it, it <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very sh- weird. Like, it um, is. but but you know, speaking of the Back to the Future, we can get into the plot of uh, of this uh, season now, which you could sum up at uh, you could sum up by saying, "We got to do something about your kids." For your <laughs> yeah. kid, I guess you know. Your kid. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, yeah. You, let's. Why don't you? Let, I'll, give I'll us, try. To, give yeah. us a, I'll try to kind of yeah. speed through it. Um, well, I mean, it, you will be able to because, like, there's about four episodes in the middle where nothing happens. Um, yeah. So there. Yeah. Again, we can. Well, it's a real uh, Picard season one hours. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So so briefly, the the main thing in this show, I don't, I don't even remember how it starts, or like why Picard. Oh oh no 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 Picard. So Picard gets a distress signal from Crusher, who he like hasn't heard from in years. And so then him and Riker are, like, going out to find her, and they go out on the Titan, which is Riker's ship from Lower Decks that now has, like, a different captain because Riker's retired, and Seven of Nine is the first officer. And so they all, like, head out to this system and have to kind of, like, basically countermand the captain who wants nothing to do with this. Right, because didn't... didn't Crusher say not to trust anyone? Like, she said, don't trust anyone, even in Starfleet? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the... So, so, and this is... I Like, this... Ca- I, lo- I like the captain, like, more and more as the show goes on. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Because he's What's initially presented as just, he's like, a... uh, Shaw? Uh, uh, captain Shaw. Yeah. I, I don't know what the actor's name is. Yeah, I want um, to... Um... Uh, I want to make sure that I got his. Because uh, so... yeah, he's initially presented as this just kind of like cartoonishly like 
asshole jerk of a captain. I don't know if we need to edit that. I didn't even think about it. Um, uh, no one's listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Sorry, sorry, Dad. If you if you listen to this, um, Ca- uh, Todd Stashwick is the yeah, it's Captain Liam Shaw, okay. but Todd Stashwick is the actor. He does a good job. He's yeah. not always given like the best stuff to work with, but he he really yeah, makes because at what first he's, he's just kind of like treated as like being a jerk for the sake of being a jerk. But I'm he's like, in my opinion, right most of the time because like. It, Basically, everyone's argument is just like, well, Picard is old and famous, so we should just let him do whatever he wants with our ship. And yeah. and Shaw keeps being like, I have no orders from Starfleet about this, and like I have a whole ship full of like people that I am responsible for that I'm not going to like take into a dangerous area of space where we could all die, just yeah. because like some retired like famous person wants to. Um, <laughs> And they're just like, how unreasonable. What a bad right. man. And they don't even really have a good reason they could say. Just like... Yeah, because then they like, like, can't tell him why. They're just like, I need to go to here. But even if they, um, even if they could tell him, it's like, like, obviously, I understand why they're doing it. But it's like, it's not like the... It's a little flimsy. Just like, oh, this person who you haven't talked to in like 20 years... Uh, yeah, like sent a distress signal specifically was to like, you. like, I need you for reasons. Like, I can't say why, yeah. you know? Like, I can't say because yeah. the plot needs... Because we, we have a, about a movie's worth of plot we have that we nine need to stretch over. to get through before we can yeah. explain why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so like they go and rescue her and find out that uh, like her and Picard have a son that she has raised without like telling Picard about it. It um, takes you a little bit before they revealed that they're, that he's the son, but yeah. Of course, yeah. And um, very, very really like weirdly passive-aggressively um, uh, on her part, she is named she, her child yeah. Jack Crusher, which, which is the name, her, her the name of her ex-husband, name. who Picard at least feels partially responsible for that guy's death. Yeah. Because he died while he was, I think while he was... Uh, on the stargazer maybe or i can't remember now. yeah um, i don't remember how he died but yeah but yeah he died it, it's and a was weird a like there's it seems like there's a lot to unpack there of just like he is named after his mother's like first husband who is not his father who she like yeah. had another child with um yeah <laughs> and yeah it's yeah, yeah. Child not, who one of the few main cast members from next generation who does not appear in this season although he was yeah he's he was in uh do you remember how they they, annou- they announced that um, Tasha Yar was going to be in this show, and then she wasn't? Other than that, I, 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 that little... I feel like I had seen something about how she, that she was. Yeah, and yeah, yeah they, she did, just they got, definitely like, announced she was going to be, and then she's a little the, hologram. Yeah, in, her hologram from in, her hologram from uh, her death episode, where where they're all having a funeral inside of a, a Windows XP background. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it it is interesting, like which characters got like actually like brought the actors brought back in which characters just got like kind of like offhandedly mentioned or like a little hologram or like Pulaski just got like a ship named after um that was the one that I was just like I wonder if they're gonna bring Diana Moldar back for this that would be is she like, still living yeah I think she's even still like Man, occasionally she's, in thing like she's got to be getting up there though because she was in the original series yeah I feel because I feel like I looked her up because I was wondering this um and yeah, I mean, she's 84, uh, but she is still alive. And Man, she good on was, her. I think, like, they had announced that she was in, like, something, or, like, that's being worked on mm-hmm. right now. 
So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would but be yeah. kind of fun. We we never saw Dan Maldar and um, and Case McFadden together. That could have been kind of a fun. Yeah, like an interesting. But yeah. Uh. So. But yeah. So anyways. So we like we find out that like there's Jack Crusher who's Picard's son, and there's these uh what ends up being revealed to be uh like changelings from the dominion that are trying to like hunt him down and kidnap him and they spend then the next eight episodes of the show sort of running from this bounty hunter that's trying to capture jack crusher um and then meanwhile uh raffi from the first two seasons of star trek picard uh is in like starfleet well, intelligence now well, this one of the many issues with, with like all like 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 the the especially especially Picard, but like the other the other like uh, Discovery does this too, or like they have to set. It feels like they have to set everybody back to being sad back about when they something. Were sad. Yeah, yeah. Like even though they like got some sort of like resolution and happy ending of the season before. Or two yeah. Before. Yeah. And I guess like season two, of Picard, Picard, Picard is a little better, than, better about this because like season two has like the like I think they're in relatively good shape at the beginning of season two, and then like the stuff happens in the show to make them sad. But in this one, they've kind of skipped it to where like in between like the the triumphant ending of season two of Picard. Yeah, uh, it's just like uh, oh, she's Raffi- like back to being estranged from her family and like possibly addicted to drugs or at least pretending to be. Yeah, and then and and she's broken up with Seven, and Seven is now very unhappy on a, on a, yeah. on a ship where on a ship where uh, like the captain is like constantly dead naming her basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but so, uh, yeah. So yeah, so she's like working for Starfleet Intelligence now, and she's investigating, and we we learn all of this because all of her lines are just like really clunkily written exposition. Like, I feel like, at least for the first few episodes, like, anytime she opens her mouth, it's something along the lines of just, like, well, we both know that, like, you, my unnamed handler, have tasked me, Raffi, from season one of Picard, with, yeah. like, tracking down this weapon that was stolen from the Daystrom Indi- in- Institute. And, like, we both know that the highest suspect is this guy named Sneed, who is a low-level crime boss, who's here on this planet that I'm on. It's like so, such bad. <laughs> like, I mean, now I I do agree. Like the writing, the writing for her is criminal. But but also like, I don't want to be too mean. But like, in my opinion, like her performance in this season in particular, I don't really like her in any of the seasons. She's yeah, I know <laughs> cast member. But like, yeah, this is among the worst main cast member performance I think in any season of Star Trek ever. <laughs> Like I, I found her so, especially in the first half. Like, like there's all that yeah. exposition stuff, but she just well, then is she like, just kind of goes away for the second half. I feel like and kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's just so like, all of her like anger or like tough guy stuff is just so unconvincing and yeah, like she's just trying to be really sassy. And again, I, I don't really agree with you that like it's not, uh, it's it's not like. She's not being done any favors, but, like, I don't know. I just found it to be Yeah, so she is definitely going rough. for the, like, tough, gritty character. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, she really doesn't, like, work in this season. I thought she... I, I thought... Especially season two, I thought she worked, I think, better than you did. Um, but, yeah, she really doesn't in this season. She's um, just so... 
mad in the second season. It just uh, and she's mad about like another character I don't like very much being dead. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, and so then essentially we find out that like her sort of handler, like superior in Starfleet intelligence, is Worf. And so then like kind of the for most of the series, like the two of them are kind of out like in the un- criminal underworld, like investigating all of these stuff that have been stolen. And then Picard and Riker and Crusher are all like on the Titan running away from Vatic, who's the like Dominion bounty hunter. Yeah. Um, and we find I- out that essentially like the Dominion have like, or it's, it, it's like, it's not the Dominion. It's like some like kind of splinter group of changelings that are mad about the whole like, war crimes stuff and mm-hmm. like i mean you know which which i is i mean i think we'll, we'll get to this but like i think that's a legit i think i think that's a pretty legit story development actually like i i i um you know they talk yeah. about like how like they they thought that like they because because that's one of the things that happens in in uh ds9 is that the war ends basically because starfleet like introduces a, like a, a virus into the the Dominion population. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then know. like Vatic personally is like, you know, kind of like mad and unhinged because like she spent like a bunch of time, like in a Federation lab being like cruelly like tortured and like quote, experimented on, yeah. And experimented on. Yeah. And I, you know what? I got to say, even like we, we, we go after the live action checks a lot for being like pretty grim dark, but like I would say out of the, uh, frankly, strange amount of like graphic torture sequences that have been in live action Star Trek shows over the last like, you know, eight years or whatever. Like, I think that like her little monologue where she's talking about that is like actually probably one of the best examples of that. Like, like, I, like she, she sells it and like, also yeah, it's it well kind executed, of, like, but like very kind of like uncomfortable in the, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's well directed that episode. Yeah. Uh, what's he, what episode is that? I want to, that's the one it's probably the seventh episode yeah i think so i think so because that's one where like at the end of it like she's taken over the ship yeah and then after that i was just like that was when because it's the that's the point when i sort of like fell behind on the show because i was just like i don't know that i can bring my like i just couldn't get myself in the mood to watch something this like grim and bleak (laughs) yeah but so that's Deborah, Deborah, Deborah Campmeyer. Good job, Deborah Campmeyer for that. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was very well because because it's like the other thing is like you're showing all of these torture sequences, but it's just like a woman like scraping some goo. But like you're like I don't know. I feel like they yeah they have personified like, the goo in a good in a good way and yeah. and also like it, it's like uh, and I mean like there's also give some of the credit for that to like Renee Abergena, right? Like sure, yeah, <laughs> but like. But the the um, I I I I thought it was well written too because it's like oh yeah like you understand how they like because if you are just like working on goo, like you can understand how you could kind of like take yourself like disassociate from away from like bit, the yeah. humanity or like the goo manity the goo manity of the of yes. the dominion in that in that case you know um, so I thought that was yeah. I thought that was actually pretty effective yeah I agree um, yeah and so then. They, the, the, then I'm trying to like hit the kind of, now, did you there like are a few episodes it? where like high points happen. The other, like, I feel like there's kind of the other big episode where a lot happens is when they go to 
the Daystrom Institute to like find out what was stolen because that's where they pick up data like they find out that like basically the space station has rebuilt data and is using him as like a computer like a or like a security system or something but it's like a wing of the Daystrom Institute where section 31 keeps all their stuff right yeah which, which... and it's just like one of two like easter egg museums in the same episode um because like that's there and they keep walking past like little cases where it's just like the genesis device and like a triple and stuff like that um but then in the same episode they also go to the like starship museum that geordie runs where they're just like hey look it's voyager um and it's the defiant uh yeah the <laughs> yeah, there was that scene where like uh, Seven is like, "Oh man, look, it's Voyager," and <laughs> then it's just <laughs> like, just like never heard of it." Well, it's it's, but it's funny because it's like that's just real. Like now, uh, they they definitely pull some cheap heat in this in this season. <laughs> I will I will say like you know eventually the Enterprise returns and they have actually physically rebuilt the bridge and stuff and yeah, that's certainly a nostalgia play, but at least they put some effort into it. I, w- yeah, I was kind of laughing is, like, yeah. where they were like, oh man, look, it's Voyager. And she's like, man, Voyager, that was pretty cool. And, we're, and <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to be like, are we supposed to just get a thrill out of just seeing like a CG recreation of Voyager for a second? Because that's not enough for me. You know, I got to get, yeah. the, I got to see, I got to see Worf walking around and looking into kudograms, you know, uh, on the bridge to, to feel anything, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I, uh, I, I was, I, I was. Sort of confused by this because it's been a while now since I've since I've watched. Um, uh, it's been a while now since I've watched the um, the the end of DS Nine, but I was pretty sure that they kind of got rid of Section Thirty One after after uh, yeah after DS Nine. Um, but it seems like Section Thirty One. I'm not a hundred percent sure whether whether Worf was working for them or not, but it seems like they're definitely still a thing. Because they had yeah, well, that was that was kind of like a funny little like weird Easter egg thing where it was like, again, there's definitely some cheap heat there. Where like, didn't they also have Kirk's body in? They that? had Kirk's remains, yeah. And they, which and I'm Kirk's pretty body, sure they, like aren't those like in like a alternate like the Nexus? No, like, no, no, they're in the Nexus. In no, the... he he dies. I no, he dies on the planet. Remember, like I thought the planet was inside the Nexus. Is it just no, like no, a no. planet somewhere? Okay. No, the planet's not the Nexus. No. So they just had to like pull the bridge off of him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, um, the, his reins are in there and there, isn't there something else called like the Genesis device two or something like that? Is <laughs> like, it? I, I didn't realize it was, the, it was like, there is, yeah, there is like a thing that is the Genesis device. I, I guess it makes sense that it would be the Genesis device two because they used the first one. Um, but yeah. And so then the main thing they get is they like get data from there. So then kind of everyone sort of reunites from the next generation and at one point like and basically like initially they're like oh well this this data is like the whatever soon from season one of picard like built a new data but kind of like put all of the different like ai programs of all of the different characters played by brent spiner over the years into this one body yeah so there's kind of this like battle for control between data and lore like going on inside his brain and eventually like no data... before bef- before they said it's in there but he's not really yes, he's not really speaking up. it's also there but it doesn't like doesn't matter at all they they talk about they talk about nemesis a lot more on this season than i thought they were going to uh, 
Yeah. Which is, I thought they were talking about it no, no amount of time. <laughs> not, not at all. But. Yeah, that's fair. Um, did, did I tell you about how, because I was watching, like, a it was an interview someone was doing with, like, the creator, ter, the creator of this show, or at least Terry Metalis. Terry Metalis, and, like, I think it was Jonathan Frakes, Michael Dorn, and... Oh, you Barbara. did tell me this, yeah, but tell, tell it for the podcast. <laughs> and they were... It was, like, just, like, they could, you know, the three of those guys are just such, like, fun people to watch, like, hang out together. Like, Jonathan Frakes told, I don't know if you've heard this story, but apparently, like, the first, you know, after, like, the first season of The Next Generation, like, the first convention they went to, um, they were, like, standing in line to do, like, a, you know, like, a, a press a interview or something like that, or a, mm. a panel, and they were, like, where they were standing was kind of next like they walked past one of the like merch booths and they had the like all the little like action figures for sale and it was like you know like the Tashi R action figure and the wharf action figure and the data action figure and then there was a little sign that said like buy one get a Riker for free <laughs> man I would buy one uh, to get a Riker for free yeah Keep in mind, this was like season like pre-beard yeah. Riker but pre-beard yeah pre-beard value goes down a little bit but still yeah but anyways, but but they also, they, I forget why they were talking, like, they kind of mentioned Nemesis, and they were just, like, they asked, like, whoever was interviewing asked, like, you know, like, when you got, when you were doing Nemesis, did you, kind of, did you all, like, know or realize or think about that, like, this was kind of the last time that, like, the last thing all of you would make together? <laughs> and Jonathan Frake said, not until the next Monday. Um, yeah. That's which rough. Is, which is rough. But That's anyways, right. you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, the, they they let they let uh, the TNG people make one more after after uh, Final Frontier. You know, um, that's which is which is a worse movie than um, yeah than and, Nemesis. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so then Data. So essentially, Data ends up like kind of regaining control of his body, and then takes their ship back over from Vatic, who had like kind of ca- captured them all and shoots them all out into space and Vatic just kind of like anonymously shatters upon yeah. running into her own ship and then yeah the um because yeah data eventually he he overwhelms lore via uh one of the shows many <laughs> and one it was just a thing that like this the, not just this season but like the show as a whole and Star Trek, yeah, really. New just Star, new Trek Star Trek as a whole loves to do, which is just like a mind palace sequence. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I, I know, like you have real problems with those, just like in general. I thought the Data and Laura one, like, I thought it was well executed. Like, I, I, I liked that, that kind of what I, they did with Data in this one, despite the m- fact that again, they completely undid like the major point of the first season of the show. Yes. Which is which, like which, which like, ends was, again, his story like, in such, like, such a, a good, good ending, I way. Feel like, yeah. Of the first season of the show, w- with like kind of like you know Data sort of getting this like moment to, you know, to like end his life and that, um, and then in this one they're just like, oh nope, Data's back again. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they even ask him like, are you, like, are you okay with not dying like you wanted to? And he's just like, yeah, no, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think um, he says he says like. That version of me is resting in peace, or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what he know. says. But yeah, but essentially, like he, 
like I, the way uh, I feel like the way, the way they explain it is like because he's like Lore is kind of stronger than him and is taking him over, and so he's like giving away to Lore all of like the memories that make him who he is, and so he's like, here's this little hologram of Tasha Yar, and like here's my cat. And stuff like that. And then, here's like, a bunch of things that you that like people who watch the show will be like, I recognize that. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, the next generation. And then like once Lore takes all of those things, then like essentially Lore becomes data because that was what made him who he was. So then like now you have this data who is still data and still like a good guy, but kind of is now able to experience emotion and have feelings and that. Um and so they take the ship back over and then they essentially like this whole time Jack Crusher has been like having these weird like hallucinations and also the ability to like mind control other people sometimes or yeah, like are we, are we with thoughts, them te- yeah. telepathically and it's just like and so then we get another <laughs> mind palace sequence which I that one I feel like is more egregious where yes Deanna Troy like goes inside his head and is like oh like you see this like every time you have these like hallucinations you see this door and so then like she opens the door and sees what is behind it which is a board mind (laughs) and he doesn't he does not know what she sees yeah she like is just like I have to go and it and it turns out that just like it's a big board cube um and then and so like kind of out of nowhere then in the like second to last episode that's sort of the big twist is that when the borg assimilated picard they like put this thing in his brain or like altered his brain and then that was genetically passed on to his son mm-hmm. that kind of enables him to like remotely assimilate people i guess or like remotely control and then they also like altered the transporters so that like anytime someone was like going through a transporter it like their dna got this like little line of code inserted into it that then like allowed them to be controlled by the borg yes but only people under 25 right that's uh that's a strange uh, yes it's only people who are not the main cast members of the show so that way uh, they can, <laughs> yes only people uh, who were not in star trek the next generation um yeah and so then like he he decides to go all, join all this the borg decides for to just reasons. go join the borg because like <laughs> because that, it's the, the show is about because, to end and because, they need, yeah because he's running out of episodes yeah they need um, him and so to he goes that. and joins the borg and they like take over all of like the sort of like crews of all of the starships and also the computers of the starships. Yeah. Because the, the basically Earth. like the right before, like, 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 cause this is, yeah, this is all like been organized around like this frontier day event, which is like a celebration where, where like every ship in Starfleet basically is in the same place, which seems yeah. like a security risk. But, um, yeah, the, uh, and so then but, like the crew of the next generation, is like well we have to find some ship that's like old enough that it's not controlled by like these same computer systems which of course is the enterprise d um and so then you do very much get like realize at that point that like they started with like well at some point we have to have like these six people on the on like the bridge of the ship from the next generation 
and then kind of like wrote backwards from that yeah to make all of the rest of it happen um but yeah so like they get on that ship they go out to the borg cube um then it just turns into return of the jedi right yeah they they fly into the they fly into like the they fly cube. into the core and then meanwhile like picard is sort of facing down the borg queen and like his son and then like convinces goes into goes into yet a third mind palace yes. to like convince jack crusher that like he should stop like being the borg and killing everyone because his dad loves him um and so then he does and they escape and they blow up the ship and everyone is happy by the way so i don't know if you thought about this how long did that take me uh, i feel like that there's a more succinct way to summarize the season than that but yeah that's but we we were we were we were talking about that as we yeah so one one thing before we kind of go back and talk about some of the individual elements uh, so, because yeah, one thing you didn't talk about too much is yeah. So like all the ships, the reason the ships are kind of being assimilated because, um, uh, the, uh, because the, like there there's there's a that the ships are introducing this new technology called uh, what's it called? It's called formation, uh, fleet formation, fleet formation, which is like, like basically yeah. allows these ships to kind of be like remote controlled and put into like these. For, which they don't really explain why that's a good to me. They don't yeah, really do a convincing like, job. You have like a whole bunch of ships like in a circle, and then they all like move and aim at the same thing. I guess. Although I, I will say and though, like I did all controlled from one place. I did think it was extremely funny though that they brought Commander Shelby from the best of <laughs> yep. both worlds back to basically talk about how this is a cool thing, and then like, <laughs> and then, like and there's then like a line where Riker is like. like Man, look at the like, 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 I, I, yeah, I was yeah. There and it, you know, uh, who is what is the name of that actor? Because I, I, she like oh, she Elizabeth, rules. Elizabeth she's Benigny. like one of the she's down, one yeah. of the best guest stars I think ever in TNG. Um, yeah, she's great in Best of Both Worlds. Yeah, uh, and uh, um, yeah, what is? Let's see, is she? Let me see if she's listed as one of the. It's a uh, Elizabeth Dennehy. Yeah. Okay. Name. Yeah, and and. They bring her back, and it's like uh, she's kind of pushy in that in that show, but she's also like not fully wrong either, you know. And, and then yeah, like they kind of yeah. bring her back to be like, "Huh, look at this! Like she's look how wrong she is!" Like it was, it's this weirdly yeah. like vindictive, not against the actor, but just like a strange thing for this character. Then just be like, "Remember her? Well, she's she got got by the Borg, and, and now we're gonna watch you watch her die." You know, like as opposed to like yeah. all of these other. All these other characters, you know, like like and, you know, we haven't mentioned this, but like Ro, oh yeah, Ro, Lauren, Ro Lauren. Yeah. is in is in this season, and you know, she gets like a very kind of affectionate send off, you know. Um, yeah, and kind of like I feel like gets like sort of indicated or justified a little bit, where it's just like, oh, like Picard yeah. was actually kind of the one in the wrong with her. Yeah, and then they're just like, haha, look at her. But so yeah. what I think I was going to ask though is like, doesn't isn't the end of this show doesn't it didn't it remind did it remind you at all of the end of of uh prodigy which is the last show that aired on paramount plus if you uh, do you remember how that show ends it i just remember it ending with like oh yeah because they like they rename the ship um and then like are just like you all get to be like on the crew of this ship and now we're well because prodigy like they they all get put on the crew of the ship and then it's like 
now Janeway is going to take like this ship and all of the characters of the show. Like, so, so I, I don't mean I don't mean like the to find Chakotay. I don't mean the actual denouement. I mean like what is the oh, final just of, like, conflict the, like, all of, of the, the ship like that like. All of the ships in the fleet have been taken over by like a computer virus. Yeah, and they're ab- and they're all destroying each other, and like that's what and that's what they're trying to do in this show too, because like they're basically. I mean, you could argue like, that's the second season of Discovery too. Sure, uh, I mean, yeah, the show's not the best at at, at like uh, yeah. you know that kind of thing, but like, but yeah, it's like the the, the this in this one, it's like they because the Borg Queen is like, yeah, we actually have a new protocol, which is that like anyone we can't. Anyone we can't assimilate, we're just gonna kill them. And yeah. and so like it basically it turns into like a bunch of controlled starships that are all shooting at other Starfleet ships and and shooting at space dock and stuff. And I was like, we like just did this. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, very strange to me, but uh, but yeah. Um, so I I we talked about this a little bit off off air, but I think like to me, I'm curious like you know, your overall thoughts, but like, I thought this was like, from a story, story wise, like a perfectly fine, um, a perfectly fine, you know, like thing. Premise. A, a premise. Yeah. A perfectly fine story. Yeah. Like, and like, I didn't, I, yeah. I, I, like I should have interesting I, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, in hindsight, honestly, like, I think I probably should have, I should have predicted like the twist, the, the, the Jack, the Jack is a, is a Borg twist, but like, I didn't, wasn't thinking about it really. And I was like, oh, like, yeah. yeah, that actually is kind of a cool idea. The idea that, like, they have, like, that they planted... put something in Picard when they assimilated him. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 like, the Dominion War, I think, like, following up on that and, and talking about, like, the the very kind of legitimate, uh, you know, criticism you could have of Starfleet, which, you know, by the way, Section 31 is the, is the, that, that wasn't like a, a publicly known thing that Starfleet did. It was like the virus was made by section 31 actually. So, um, the, uh, yeah, like the, there's like lots of like, I think very, very kind of like legit stuff to be talking about in the show. But then like the presentation on, I just felt was so bad where like, I mean, I don't know to put on my writer hat. It's just like, it's, it's just not good writing, and, and like, it is, I think, it's endemic of what so many of the writing staffs of these live-action, of the live-action, like, Trek shows, since Paramount Plus has been the home for Trek, I, it, it's, it's so endemic to, like, that, those issues, where it's just, like, we can't, we're, like, we're not going to actually show you how this stuff, like, works, we're just going to tell you it, or we're going to, you know, um, yeah the the uh the 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 what am i trying to say like the 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 like the the, re- the reveal for example that like uh he's a borg it's like they had to reveal that by basically like, having like a few episodes where he was just being like oh something's wrong with me i, I think I'm, something's wrong with me i yeah. can't look i can't look behind the door which which is like they've done this already like 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 there we just watched that episode of um of of discovery not that long ago, where like uh, 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 Adira like won't open that box, you know, or like you know, oh, sure, or, yeah. or like I, isn't also like isn't doesn't that happen in Picard season two where like he he's there's like yeah, a I door think it's, he, it's, I think is I think it it also actually a door literally in is season like, two of Picard <laughs> he won't go he, there's like a door that he won't go inside of like yeah in like uh, the basement of his old yeah like, house in France or whatever yeah and it's like 
do a better job. Like just just have uh, like figure out a way to do that. I, I believe that there is a way to do that that is uh, where it's just like work that into like like do writing like like have have that be like set up and then like have something that could reveal it that isn't just like someone being like oh i went into your brain and your brain just told me the part turns out it's the the fork like it's it's so lazy and unimaginative and then yeah and it's just and like season two i think is a little little better job at this but like like season one the show is just so badly paced where it yeah it like just nothing happens for a long time. Um, and then like at the end, they're just like, Oh quick. Uh, shoot. Well, here's your son. And this is what's going on. The, the dominion. Oh, the dominion's dead now. Now we have to go to the Borg. And it's just like, yeah. Why are you doing this? Like, like, like why, why are you doing all, why are you jamming all this in here? But then like, you know, earlier on in the show, like you just, it took you forever to introduce Worf and data and Jordy. And, yeah. and uh, like, cause you was, were just like, floating around in a nebula for like four episodes yeah like and uh you know you had you had to have a scene with like we had to have a scene with like the sherlock holmes hologram like you know uh instead Uh like i don't know i just thought it was like the pacing on it is just so so rough and then uh, yeah because there are like enough interesting things that happen that like you could get a certain number of like good episodes if you like d- put them at the right points yeah and, and and i don't know i just like i think there were even like even in the middle there were occasionally like i actually kind of liked the one where they get out of the nebula just because i'm like i'm always a sucker for when they like do something like fi- have to like physically do something to the ship to like escape a thing mm-hmm. right when they had to like oh we have to like bust open the nacelles and then we'll like ride this wave out and like it was a nice little kind of like sort of middle triumph in the and then like yeah, that one I enjoyed. Um, well, like, that's you know that's the the mind yeah. palace thing that I was complaining about. You know, because like, I agree with you that I think I think that like the it makes more sense for the data one just because it's like data is a robot, and so like he he you know he, he talking yeah. about and his he, like, and yeah I get that like you have to have some way to like express what is essentially just like a bunch of electronic circuits like firing. Yeah, like his his but. his mind can exist in like a physical space in a way that yeah that like a humans can't we necessarily. Know that humans don't. Yeah, because it, we are all humans. Um, just like, well, I've never had another person like walking around with me inside a place from my past. Yeah, in but, my head. But the but on the flip side of that, it's like the the like while the memory palace thing like maybe a little bit more acceptable than some of these other some of these other, you know, versions of that thing, like it, it is, uh, like the, the, that, the, the, the thing that really bothered me about that segment is that it is, they, they do this in, uh, in lieu of have them actually coming up with like an interesting solution to a problem because, uh, the you know, like the, the re- like th- this happens because like they're like oh well data is shutting down like data like lore is shutting down the ship and like, now it's being taken over by Vedic and so they're like well we need to have Jack needs to go up to the ship up, up to like the, the 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 bridge of the ship to like to you know it turns out to, to like yeah. to like sh- to to shoot her off the ship basically to to get Vedic off the ship but like. And so they're like, rather than coming up with like a cool way to do that, we're like, oh well, we'll we'll sneak through there, or we'll we'll figure out this thing. They're just like, well, we'll just have 
Data talk to his brother about memories for a while. Yeah. Like, and that's just... And then eventually he takes over the whole ship and just, like, solves all of the problems at once. Yeah, and it's just, like, that's not narratively interesting at all. Like, and, and you know, I... You know, I, I mean, like I, I do some some fiction writing, you know, for my job, and I'm not, I, I'm not like saying that I'm like some amazing writer or anything like that. I'm not, but like these are these are things that I think about. Even though I, I am not someone who is like an incredible, you know, I'm I'm not out here like writing, you know, War and Peace or whatever. Like I, I uh, it's it's like this is to me pretty basic stuff. It's like when I when I think about the stuff when I'm writing something, I'm like, how do you how do you like do exposition without it feeling like stuff that no one would ever say? You know, like mm-hmm. like uh, when when you know when you when a character has to undergo go through like some kind of an emotional thing. Like, how do we portray that where it feels like a real thing? You know, and I I I certainly you know uh, have not always you know gotten that a hundred percent correct. But like I don't know. I just was like this. It just doesn't feel like anyone is trying. Because and, and you know and because like not only is it is it in my opinion a lot of this stuff kind of hack but it's also just like the same hack stuff they're doing on Discovery every year like it's not even this it's not even unique hack to the 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 television franchise that yeah. they're in um, but uh, I don't know it's just it just really got to me like uh, I I really was I just found it very frustrating <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, but uh, well, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I think like one one nice thing that I think we can say definitely say about this show is that like I I feel like all I would say all or nearly all of the like characters from Next Generation that they brought back like they definitely like nailed the character and obviously like no one more so than Michael Dorn. Yeah, holy just, crap! Like. like- is so good yeah. in this episode. And, like, he, he is... I don't know, because, like, there are times where I kind of feel like he's being sort of used a little, almost a little too heavily for, like, comic relief, because, like, sure. he has a bunch of, like, jokes and stuff, but he's executing it so well because of, like, how much he gets that character, and that, like, he is never joking. Yeah. Right? Like, the, 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 like, he'll say something that is, like, legitimately very funny, but not, like, as a joke. I don't know. Yeah, he's, there there are definitely some elements so where you're like, that's a little corny, but then, but yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's a thing where it's like, if anyone else was saying it, it would just not land at all, and it's still like, no, he, yeah, he he's just, I mean, we've talked, we talk about this a lot on the show, but he, he is like, he's our most locked in Star Trek actor ever, yeah. you know. And, and one thing I, I feel like that I, I'm sure is like a consistent thing throughout, like, like one of the great things about Worf throughout all of Star Trek, but that I, I feel like I really kind of like understood from him appearing in this one is that like I the biggest thing I think he gives off is that like Worf is someone who never stops trying to be like the best Worf he can be. Yeah. Like that he literally like wakes up every day and is just like totally committed to like self improvement and just like what can I work on to like get better at? Like in just like every aspect. Like I will become like even better at fighting. I will like become better at meditation. I will like understand myself and my feelings better i will like learn how to slow my heartbeat or whatever like yeah i didn't didn't care for that that. that's not i know but yeah he just like and i feel like seeing him like come back at like this you know after like however many years like 
he so well captures that of just like his life is literally like a ne- like he never takes a break in just like how can I become like the best me I can be? Yeah, like, you know it's 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 interesting too because like I think one of the reasons that some of that stuff actually some of like the some of the little cornier bits work for me too is because like the show oftentimes so unironically utilizes like the therapy speak that he sometimes is engaging in, you know, in this, Oh, um, sure. Yeah. In this show. And like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like it, it, uh, I think that, um, he, it's, it's, uh, like, it's, it's almost like hearing him say stuff like, what is, what is the thing he says in like the last episode? He says, where like, when like someone comes up to hug him and he's like, when he says like personal space is a, what does he say? He says something really, oh, it's like what it personal was. space yeah, is a so right was... or something like that. And, yeah. And it's like, there, it almost feels a little bit like them, like being like, yeah, like, like there is something like, like it, it, uh, uh, Maybe they're not even doing it on purpose, but like there's a, something a little bit puncturing about like, like kind of like the the self serious witness by which they so often treat that stuff on on the show. Yeah, you know? but yeah, he just there's something in like the way he delivers it that he's just he's so good. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he's great. Um, I think uh, uh, Brent Spiner, you know, always always obviously like a pro. Um, I think. Yeah. That, yeah, I think he's he's very fun in this. Yeah, I I I I don't I don't know how I feel about like I I I found him actually a little bit less interesting once he was like oh I have emotions and I use contractions but like but also it's it's, like, it's it's good at first I think and like I think they they give him some really nice scenes particularly with like I, I appreciate that they give like him and Jordy kind of like time to really like experience that together as friends yeah i i, I think um, it, i'm much more okay with it because i do think this is probably the last time you're gonna see data um or at least in any kind of yeah. significant way you know i i think brent will probably just be kicking around until he until he kicks oh it, yeah you know? there will be a soon in like every episode, uh, every season of star trek which is which yeah, which so. i'm not i'm not against to be clear like uh <laughs> um but yeah uh the but he's good um yeah, I mean, like, I just like all these folks, you know, and so, like, yeah. I, I, you know, again, unfortunately, I will say, like, I still, as, as in, as in the TNG, I feel for, I feel bad for Marina Sirtis because she feels, she feels to me to be, like, clearly yeah, the one I think who got, kind of like, the, worst served in this the, the short shrift, like, yeah, um, but, uh, but, yeah, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, they they're all good. I think that like Michelle Forbes comes back and does. I was sad that they killed off Roe. Although I was reading yeah. about this, uh, um, you'll probably I think you'll find this interesting. But um, I'm gonna find the the actual. I wanna I wanna use the what they what they talked about it in um in on Memory Alpha. But um, so yeah, I I you know Ensign Roe or Roe Lauren you know becoming one of the many. Star Trek uh, Picard loves to kill off uh, characters from <laughs> from sure. uh, from old Star Trek, and so she does die. But appa- apparently, according to Terry Metalis, uh, in the initial draft for the finale, there were several additional character appearances, including a scene between Data and Soji. The reveal that Ro Lauren had hmm. survived her shuttle's explosion in Imposters and was found alive alongside Tuvok, as well as Seven's promotion featuring Janeway and Harry Kim. 
All of those. Oh, appe- really? Yeah, all of those appearances had to be cut due to budget limitations. Also, Harry Kim. Harry Kim was a captain, apparently. Which, uh, so that, which I, I that makes me upset that I didn't get to see that because, like, he deserves. He deserves to have yeah. his flowers. He deserves to have his moment in the sun as Captain Captain Kim finally ensign no more. Right. Uh, yeah. But, uh, um, I'm trying to think. So I had. I know we're we're going quite long. I had. I think like one more good. just kind of like general thing about the show, and then like we should at at least mention the end. Yes. Yes. And we. I mean, you know, it's a, we are these shows usually go like an hour and a half. The art special, yeah, so don't worry about it. Fair. It's fine. When you talk about yeah, like I, we have a lot of thoughts, you know. Um, Apparently, we we really do. I feel like this one especially really brought it a lot from us, and and yeah, I think we, as usual, like we are being pretty rough on it. I th- like I don't know. I think there were like there were points where I enjoyed it, and like you said, there's the idea like the seed of a good show in there. I feel like, and it's disappointing that like that didn't translate into like something that you actually want to like watch episodes of. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just it's it's yeah. It's yeah. it's just, it is it's disappointing. It, it's like I think they, it, yeah. There's just a lot of it, it's it and it's and it's which I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about like Voyager. So <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But like, I don't know though, man. Like, like you could say that about Voyager. But like, one thing I'm going to do um, someday after I finish watching Enterprise and Voyager. I'm going to for my blog, which you can go go to at uh, anotherland.substack.com. Um, uh, the, I am going to do a uh, a list of the hundred best Star Trek episodes ever in my in my personal opinion. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a plan, I, a long term plan I have once I actually finish watching the shows, and I will have several Voyager episodes on there. I don't know that I will. I don't think I will have any Picard episodes on there. I don't. I'm not sure that I'll have any. I might, there may be one or not two. Even like one or two season dis- finale of season two or. Man, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, like, even though like I liked some of those things, it's just like I don't know. I I like uh, the yeah. I don't know. It it doesn't um th- like the, yeah. the, the I don't know. The, the, like there there's. There's there's good elements about all three seasons of the show, and there's good elements about like all the discovery stuff too. But like, it's there's just a lot that they kind of it feels like they've just kind of left on the table um, in a way that I find just disappointing. Yeah. Um. um what were, sorry, yeah, I, I should kind of interrupt you. <laughs> well, no, what were you going to say though? What were you? Because we you yeah. were you were. So my my thing, and this is something I kind of I think was in the first several episodes of the show a bigger thing. But I guess kind of like central to the premise of the season in general is that I I feel like just kind of one of the central premises of the show is kind of that whole like old people and things are better than new young people and things. <laughs> yes, yes. Like especially when they like kind of first are coming on the Titan and like any t- like essentially anyone who was on Star Trek The Next Generation is considered this like legend and like just kind of inherently superior to everyone else right and like that's kind of the main argument that they keep trying to make to the captain of like why he should help them and like even like seven is making it and that kind of thing or there's even a there's a scene in like one of the first couple episodes where seven gets like sent to the brig because she helped or i don't know if she sent to the brig like confined to quarters like she gets in trouble because she helped picard and Riker, 
and um, uh, LaForge's daughter, who's like the the helmsman on the ship, like comes to her room to talk to her and basically says like th- like the idea that like kind of like the most meaningful thing that she can say to her is that like my dad would have like approved of what you did. Yeah. Because he was Jordy LaForge from Star Trek The Next Generation. And like that's sort of like the highest praise you can give instead of just like and I don't know, and it's just kind of this kind of premise which is <coughs> I mean like I, I yes, I do kind of I feel like philosophically agree with the whole idea of just like, well, famous people from thirty years ago are just better than us. <laughs> but it is <laughs> Right, I mean, like, right, like, it just seems like kind of a central theme to the show, but it also, from just, like, a selling television standpoint, seems to be kind of hobbling your own show to be, like, to just be, like, constantly reminding the audience that they could be watching a better TV show that already exists. But, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I hear you on that. Like, I don't disagree with you, really. But I think this is, like... I, I think it, you also you didn't mention what to me was like the the most egregious example of this, which was, which was that like, at the end, where the only people who get assimilated by the Borg at the oh, end are just all of the kids, are all of like the, the young people. Where like the end of the the end of the episode is basically about how like, kids can't get off their damn phones, like right, because uh, <laughs> um, they're getting assimilated. Um, they get assimilated. But, uh, I mean, yeah. the, uh, but like, also, did you, weird sidebar for this, but did you know that the, not the one that's the helmsman, but like the other, Jordy's other daughter is actually played by Mika Burton, who's yes. LeVar Burton's daughter? I did know that, yes. Yeah. Um, Which is like, that's, that's kind of cool that they got to, yeah, totally, together. totally. Um, I think that, like, it's, it's, it's funny because I, I think that, like, this is the way of things now. This is the way of like franchise entertainment is that like, it's just, it's just kind of like this recursive thing. And like, and honestly, even the shows, uh, the Star Trek shows that we like, um, from this time period are like this, you know, it's like so much of season. Yeah. Like, so, it, so much of Lower Decks. The is next like generation was called Star Trek. The next generation, I guess. No, but, I, but that's not even what I'm talking about. Because I think those, 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 li- those, most of those shows re- lived relatively independently. Like, like, the, like, mm-hmm. if you look at like, like, you know, you that you created the Borg, you created the Dominion, you you come up with a new premise for Voyager. You know, like, you, you know. Uh, Enterprise a little bit more of that referencey stuff, but like, but I mean like the shows from like the Paramount Plus era. It's like Lower Decks oh, is oh, like okay, okay. lives off these references. Sure, uh, Prodigy has Janeway in it. Uh, 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 you know the like Strange New Worlds is basically based it's on like a pilot, to, a, a, yeah, a, the pilot of the original series. And there's and there's so much stuff in in Discovery that's like this too, and like. This is yeah. just like how everything is now. If you're a franchise thing, it's like you got to put the people from Jurassic Park in the third Jurassic World movie. You got to have Lando show up in Rise of Skywalker. You have to have the Emperor show up in Rise of Skywalker. You have to, you know, like you have to have like a digitally created ghost of, of uh, 
what's his name? Uh, why can't I think of the guy's name? The guy who, the Ghostbuster who's dead now. Um, you, he has to appear oh, sure, in. Yeah. He has uh, Harold to, Ramis. Yes, thank you. You have to have a a, a, a a digitally created ghost of Harold Ramis appear in the new Ghostbusters movie. Like this is it's it's all you know. It's like it's I kind of use like the South Park thing. It's all member berries now. It's all just like them being like mm. member member member. Like this is everything yeah. now. It's not just Star Every Trek. Rockford files. Yeah, and it's it's like. Uh, and, and it's it's frustrating, but like it's it's so I just think it's it's so endemic and so much bigger than this thing. But it's funny yeah. because like on the flip side, even though I I can't stand that stuff, you know, or like I I know that I can't stand it because like, I did like seeing the old people on the show. Like, but yeah, like, that, that is I guess but, the like so right before we went into this, I, I went and told Lisa like, all right, well, I'm off to complain about how new Star Trek is not as good as old Star Trek. Yeah. Even though, like, one of the main reasons I think that is because new Star Trek spends the whole time being like, hey, remember wasn't old Star, old Trek. Star Trek great? Right, because that's the thing is that, like, you know, we were talking about we were talking about it today, too, where it's like, the you know, I don't even really like the way that the Enterprise looks, like, like the inside of the Enterprise looks on TNG. But then when they were in the inside of the Enterprise in this, I was like, man, like, those tactile, like, Okudagram, like, bridges and stuff yeah, like, like this they is look, a place they look this so is a real place yeah they look so much better than like the tony stark hologram stuff that is like what all of the stuff in um in the new shows looks like 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 the yeah. you know like i don't i don't want them to be stuck in the past and them being stuck in the past is part of the reason why the new shows aren't as good but like at the same time it's just like with a couple of exceptions like with the exception of like the animated shows and strange new worlds it's like they aren't sending their best, you know, like, like it, it's, it's, it's yeah. like this weird thing of like, I don't want them to just live in this area, but like this area is also like, that's, that is what has given any amount of frisson to Picard is the stuff with the old characters is the stuff with Q is the stuff with data is the stuff with Hugh is the stuff with Roe, you know, like, like it's all of the stuff. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that they can even seems like they're managing to hit because like all of the new characters in Picard suck. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, all, like, again, like, but again, like, I don't know how you can right Cause like clearly like to get, like you have to give some credit to the writers that like they definitely, I feel like for, for most of the old characters, like they get that character and they kind of like, like, it feels like a, a believable progression of, like, this is where that character would be now. So, like, they have the ability to, like, grasp those characters, but they don't have the ability to, like, create in any way a new interesting character. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, like that's not know. like that's not fully true, though, because, like, certainly, if, if, if I know that, the, like, the writing staffs for, like, Picard and Strange New World are different, but it's like, you look at, like... Saru, Saru's a new character. He's great. Like, yeah, I guess like, this is more of a like specific Picard. Yeah, thing. like, and yeah, but I think that like, yeah, the other shows can have have made some some good characters. But I also, I think on the flip side though, it's like you are maybe discounting like the gravitas of of like the actors too, because like and, and like just like our familiarity with them, just because the, like, like they know their own because, character so well. Well, just not even not even that because it's like I will say too one or another if I'm like, if I'm continuing to like kind just of a, like unfairly charming man. Well, if I, well if but but he's a perfect example because like if I'm going to kind of continue to rag on the show and we're now now 15 minutes in so like why not if you're in for a penny in for a pound, <laughs> I don't think sure. that Riker or. I don't think Riker is very well characterized in the season of the show. And I don't think Picard has been well characterized for literally the entire run of this 
TV series. Like, like, yeah, like, he's, the, he's, I think, yeah, um, he, that, that is fair. He's, he's never like, been like the most compelling person in any of the series. Way crankier and more like resi- reticent and just kind of like prone to like all of these like really emotional outbursts of like self doubt. Like, I mean, obviously he does some of that stuff in, in the show too, but like he, yeah. he seems like much more kind of like, uh, histrionic almost like um than he did in the past and 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 just like i don't know like this is not like necessarily like a him thing but it's like you know one of one of the many things where it just seems like they sort of forgot like the previous seasons of the show it's like remember how like he was in love with with like his his like maid like and and then like there's like one scene with her at the beginning of this season and then they're like oh and now he gets to go yeah he's just like well i'm off to rescue crusher okay have fun and and, and, yeah (laughs) like it's just i don't so i don't really think that they're really even like nailing those people but like we like those people we have positive associations with them and and you know again like it's certainly in the case of like frakes frakes just like uh you know, is it oozes charisma. And so like the part sure. where like, you know, you could kind of overlook like where like half of the, of this show, he's just kind of like, yeah, I kind of am being it's a bad husband. It's and it's like, that doesn't really seem like your thing is being a bad husband, you know, like, um, yeah, that's true. Like, like yeah, I, I kind of like immediately like, yeah. gloss over, like my mind rejects that. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I do think that like, or, or just like the, you know, the, uh, the stuff with like where Crusher is just like, yeah, well I kind of just like, didn't tell you you had a kid like that that doesn't really seem like very much like her either you know um yeah i th- i do think that they they did nail wharf and then and and i think and i think michael doran also is nailing wharf like like that's a, that's a that's a great like little you know meeting of the minds there but like yeah i don't know i i i i wouldn't really even give them like that much credit with those characters either um but uh yeah, yeah i don't know it's like i think that's I think why why in some ways when we talk when we do these specials we we actually rag maybe a little bit more on on this show than we do on Discovery even though I would say on the balance I prefer the show is that like I feel like there is more like there's more wasted potential on this because mm-hmm. um, you do have a lot of stuff to play with in a way where it's like you can come up with like interesting ways to continue the situations that these characters found themselves in. I, I, like I said, like, I think that the, even, even though like the plot about like the dominion, like kind of being mad about like what happened at the end of the dominion war, like, honestly, like if we're, if we're being real, that that should probably be in like a, a show called star Trek Cisco or start or star Trek Kira or something like that. Rather yeah, than this like co- show, like, like, like a, a show that is kind of an odd choice, I think for, for like a show that is, you know, that stars Picard for him to like be dealing with this thing that like nobody on that show ever dealt with or talked about ever, which is the Dominion War, you know? Um, yeah. But like, uh, you know, whatever, like it's fine. Like, like I, I like the cross pollination between the shows too. Like, like, you know, it's, it's all good, but like, um, that's an interesting thing to do, uh, but like, yeah, you could just, you could go a lot. I think you could go a lot further with, you could go a lot more interesting with it and you could kind of like, Rather than like just relying on our positive associations with these things, which is what it does feel like they're doing a lot of the time, like put a little bit of of oomph into it, like just just do better. Like that's that's all. Like I want to love every one of these shows because I do like Star Trek so much. Like, but I don't want. I I am not gonna just like. We, we, you and I are not the kind of people who are just going to like like it because it is Star Trek, you know. Um, right. And I don't know. It's. 
disappointing. And yet we are contractually obligated to watch it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And then, and then, but then uh, we'll complain about it for an hour and a half. So yeah. Um, um, uh, yeah. So well, do know. you want to talk about the end? Else, or should we talk about the? Let's end? talk about the end. Yeah, let's talk about the end. So, yeah. So so basically, I mean, it it does do the like. It feel there are multiple endings, kind of like showing, basically just like everyone having a happy ending. There's kind of a long like several scenes of just like everyone from like the next generation is like good friends and hanging out together and playing poker and like they name a new ship the Enterprise and they say goodbye to the old Enterprise again and just kind of like a lot of like the Enterprise G, yeah, and so so basically like the Enterprise G is a ship where like uh, seven of nine is the captain and Raffi is the first officer and Jack Crusher is also there. Um, and there, oh, and uh, Jordy's like daughter is there the too, right? Together. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jordy's daughter. Do- yeah. It's all the like crew from, or it's, it's the same ship as the Titan, right? They just renamed it. Um, so like, it's all the crew that's kind of been in this episode and Jordy's daughter, I think was the only one that ever had any lines. Hmm. Um, except for the one Vulcan that got shot that seemed cool. Uh, but yeah. And so like, they're all kind of like on the bridge of the ship and then Jack Crusher like goes back to his quarters and Q shows up, which like always good to see John Delancey, but also completely undercuts the ending of season two again. Yeah. Um, And he's just like, Oh Jack, you know, like, your father's like trial was done, but your trial, Jack, is only beginning. And like is just like setting up now. Like apparently, like leaving the door open for like if anybody wants a like a show about Seven of Nine and Raffi and Jack Crusher's further adventures, which is I feel like just yeah something no one asked for. Yeah, I, the, I right after it ended, or will want or like cares about any of those characters. Yeah, right after it ended, I was like. Uh, uh, nobody wants a TV show about Jack Crusher. Like, and, and like, if they made this thing, and I want to talk about that for a little, a little while longer, because there is some, like, I think some out, outside of the show context that you don't know, and I want to yeah, explain. Not, yeah. But like, uh, uh, the, like, the, 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 there, there's like, like, I, I was thinking about it, and it was making me resent because I was like, what, a, what a what a poison pill like um <laughs> and um uh, like the the idea that we would have a star trek show that stars 7 of 9 and Q two of my favorite star trek characters and yes but also uh, uh Raffi one of my probably bottom 5 least favorite star trek characters of all time and then Jack Crusher just a completely boring blank slate of a human being like like um yep. you know and no I'm not trying to I mean I don't know like not not inherently trying to be offensive to um, what's that guy's name, the actor. Oh, Ed Spoliers. Yeah, Ed, Ed Spoliers. Uh, but like, to me, it's like he's one of those people. It, feel, it feels like he's kind of like someone saw him and they're like, "Well, he's handsome." We didn't even talk about this. That like, uh, like they they kind of do with him the thing that they do with. Um, <laughs> it is yes, it is a do, like that they do with, barely uh, better executed thing with Tom, like they did with Tom Hardy. Yeah, so they, they in the te- it, you know if you're familiar with Star Trek Nemesis, <laughs> what, to- Tom Hardy plays a clone of Picard in that, and yes, the way that they illustrate this is that when you first see Tom Hardy, he's bald, 
And then they have all the other cast members kind of gasp and go, whoa, he looks just like you. And it's like, no, he doesn't. He looks like Tom Hardy, but he, they're both bald. Yep. And in this one, they're just like, they're like, even even though uh, Crusher doesn't have a British accent, they give one to yes. uh, they give one to Jack Crusher, even though uh, Jean-Luc Picard should not have a uh, a British accent because he is a French he's person. French. <laughs> um, right. And then they, they kind of make a reference to like that. Oh, he was like, he went to school in London or something, but like, yeah, it, it but yeah, there is like, especially Riker, like as soon as they introduce the character, Riker just keeps kind of like elbowing Picard being like, don't you see it? Like, it's obvious to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, uh, yeah. But anyway, though, like, no offense to Ed Spleers, I guess, but like, he is just one. If he he feels like one of those people who, like, every every now and then, Hollywood will just like science, find someone who is like handsome, and they'll be like, well, he's handsome, so he should yes, be a movie star, a movie right? Star. But like, it doesn't, you know, yeah, like maybe this is material. But I I wasn't, I didn't really find that he has it, you know. Like he like he's not someone who I'm just like oh, I gotta go, I gotta go find out what the next Ed Spleers vehicle is, you know. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, although but, it, it is. This is something I found, and I'm sure this is all like, you know, like SAG and contract stuff. But I found it very interesting that like those are actually the only other people like in sort of the opening credits of the show that are like listed as the stars of the show besides Patrick Stewart. Mm -hmm. And like all of the people that the show actually focuses, like all the people from the next generation are all like special guest star. Um, Because, I mean, at least in the case of Michelle Hurd and jerry ryan presumably they were kind of like signed to a deal for all of the seasons based on the first one yeah but yeah that like technically they are the stars of the show and <clears throat> everyone else is just like a kind of like guest appearance by brent spiner and michael dorn and jonathan frakes and gates mcfadden yeah um, so kind of feels yeah on. but yeah so so yes so they they left the door open for the further adventures of Raffi and Jack Crusher and Seven of Nine. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so I want to talk a little bit about this, this, this potential thing. So, um, uh, this, like a couple weeks ago, actually, I think, uh, uh, Terry Metalis was talking o- online about how he had this kind of like pitch for a spinoff of, of, um, Picard called that he was calling Star Trek Legacy. That was like basically it would have been about I think it actually would have been about Captain Shaw who does die in this so obviously like that's not that wouldn't have been oh yeah but but it would have been about Captain Shaw leading you know the Enterprise G or the Titan or something with uh, second generation Starfleet characters you know like oh, Jack so Crusher like or Laforge's Forges and and, and, okay. and, then, and then like you know it could also it feature Seven of Nine and some other you know a lot, a lot, it, would, it would feature a lot of like returning cast members at least for like cameo appearances and stuff and like <laughs> the idea of kind of like bridging this new and old thing um, yeah and you could bring back Soji and have like Data's daughter sure and well, that would be great. Okay. We'd lo- love it. Um, but uh, the uh, <laughs> the but but the, but then he basically said that like, he had kind of pitched this and like it didn't seem it was it didn't really seem like it was getting a lot of traction. Um, and and he, he kind of said he's like, let me be clear. There's nothing in development at Paramount. Uh, this is just a pie in the sky. Wish on my part. There's nothing in development. It would be amazing if one day they came to me and said they were interested. But as a press time, it's a little more than hey, hey, hey. Wouldn't that be neat? But stranger things have happened. Hmm. So, but. Then that was kind but of. This bef- was all like, may like, I mean, I guess I don't know how the production of Picard went, but I, 
I guess any like streaming show, I always assume like all of the episodes were made, like already like made and finished before they started. I don't know. Well, no, yeah, but but I like, think it's not but, like, like a television he's, show. He's saying like, he's kind of pitched week, the specific yeah. thing, and you know. Okay. But yeah. Uh, so, but then now I guess like after the finale, he was kind of talking. He was talking to somebody. He was who was talking to. Uh, he's talking to EW, and was saying basically he's like that Paramount Plus does have a some kind of a plan for the Jack Crusher character. He says, Jack's got a lot to do, let me tell you. Um, and, uh, hmm. you know, he says, he says, um, uh, he's like, he knows, he, he can't say what they are, but he knows what the plans are. He's, he's, he's like, he knows what it is. And, but he hasn't confirmed, like, what that would be. It doesn't like, really? there's necessarily a confirmation of Star Trek Legacy. It could be another thing. You know, I, we talked about, like, there is, like, the, you know, there is. I think. Did we talk about this on the show that like they did finally announce that like for sure that Starfleet Academy show is happening? I don't think they've said um, uh, when that's happening or when when that's coming out. But there's going to be a Starfleet Academy show, and then there's yeah, there's a Section Thirty One movie. You know, both of those would seem like a little huh. bit of a stretch for him to appear in those. But um, but uh, yeah, the you know, there's apparently something is going to happen with that guy. Which interesting. I don't know. I that is kind of yeah. Like that. That was the guy that you like picked out and be like, you are going to be the star that we will ride going forward. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who else would they have picked on it? Like, like, like if they're if they're not sure. picking an old person, the, it's like what? The uh, elf. Uh, yeah, you could, yeah you could get get. Uh, I always forget that guy's name. Um, his real name. Uh, the actors no, name or the, the characters the character's name? I always call him Legolas. Um, <laughs> sure. But yeah, the elf, the elf Romulan, you could do, I mean, like I, I liked Alison Pill more than you did. You could, I mean, like that is, again, I just can't stress how crazy that is that the second season of the show <laughs> ended with him being like, there's a Borg that's part of the Federation now and there's something crazy about to happen. Oh, we'll never talk about it again. Like that's such a yeah. weird, um, but like, you know, you can make a show about that, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like hard to like not feel discouraged about some of the directions of this stuff when I get done with these kinds of things, but which is like funny because it's like, I actually think that like the shows have been like, like slowly improving, like, like in the sense, like, like, even though like, I think probably season one of, of Lower Decks is my favorite season, but it's like, I, I like, see, yeah, that one, yeah. I like, I like, uh, that show. Uh, quite a bit like the whole show and I like I ended up liking Prodigy and I like Strange New Worlds a lot you know so like they've been adding more of them that I think are are good but like I don't know it's just like th- this ended pretty rough I, I would say this is this is better the season season three of Picard for me is better than season better than season one but uh, not as good as season two you know and, and then yeah I've yeah. you know I, we talked about this earlier like I, I would probably rate the most recent I know you wouldn't agree with this, but I, I would probably rate the most recent season of Discovery as like the worst season they've done so far. And then there's one more season of that. Like, so I don't know. I still, I, I, I am a little worried, I guess now, like, like, you know, you can go back and listen to old episodes where yeah. I'm talking about how excited I am about, about season three of, of Picard. But now I'm kind of just like, are we reaching this kind of like, are we reaching a market saturation point with this? You know, like, um, yeah, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, yep. yeah, I, I mean, yeah, when I, when I make my, when I make my hundred episode list, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll look at all these episodes again, 
and think about it. Uh, think about putting one of them on there. You know, there's a couple. Yeah. Of, there's a couple of discovery episodes. I mean, it is, the, been... it is. I think though the problem with with all of like the with like this type of storytelling is like I don't know that you, I could like it doesn't feel like there are distinct episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. To this series. Yeah, I mean, like I, there's a couple of of discovery episodes that I would definitely think about um, putting on. You know, um, mm-hmm. but like those are much more self-contained episodes. Like those are like, those are not like the normal episodes of discovery. Like, you know, it's like, I, I could see myself putting like the time, the time, the time loop one. episode from season one or. Yeah. Cause that one does kind of weirdly feel like just sort of like a one-off thing. Yeah. Or I could see myself doing like, uh, the, like the first, the first episodes of season of season three, you know, where, where she's in the future, uh, by herself. And then, and it kind of like mm-hmm. ends with her, Kind of inducting that With, guy, like the guy on the yeah, starbase, the, be- the best, that, yeah. the best character in, in, or the second best after Saru, the, the second best character in Star Trek Discovery. This guy who's in one episode of the show, who I love, yeah, um, oh, that's great. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, we've probably gone negative enough. I'll, I'll definitely blame myself more for this than you. I think you you are a little bit more even handed on this one than I was, but um, I I tried to be, but um, anyway, uh. You know, very glad to see Worf again. I mean, glad to see Tuvok again briefly. Um, good, good for you, yeah. Tim Russ. Nice to see you. Uh, I jo- enjoyed. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed. Like, there's there's a little reveal in the first time you see Tuvok that he is a changeling, and oh, yeah. and you you get to see um, Tim Russ make this like evil face, and I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, like. That's the that, that's the goods like like making making Tuvok basically like be expressionless for for uh, you know for seven years like seven yeah and then then just like being like like that's you know that's that's a that's a, that's a good thing that, that, that yeah, that's like a good example of like that's a good example of like using using that that resource of of like the 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 accrued yeah, experience yeah, of these characters sure. you know so yeah not not. Oh, also, uh, we got a, a Walter Koenig cameo. Oh, too. yeah, which I don't know if you noticed. I didn't mention that. If you if, if you clocked <laughs> that, like, to me, it felt felt like it was a Walter Koenig uh, appearance, but uh, it was he was it was as his son, who is named Anton uh, Chekhov, which I think is probably yeah. a reference to a nod to Anton. Yeah, Yelchin. Anton Yeltsin, who played Chekhov and who is who tragically yeah. died a few years ago. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, that was kind of like a an unexpected, but like I was like it was very random, yeah. yeah but it was just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. We, we're not even talking about maybe the best appearance from a from like a former cast member um, on the show, which is Major Barrett gets to be on the show again. Um, yeah, she does. They got some archival footage and like used her as the voice of the enterprise yeah which i have long said they should just do that like like they should just continue that there's got to be enough recordings of like her saying ship computer things yeah i can't remember if i talked she can still be the voice of every ship well it's like i i I truly i actually think that's true because like um you know we've i think we've talked about this uh like like i think there's like a there's both a funny version of this which is like the like i think about like that episode of um of 30 rock um called Seinfeld vision where like they figure out that like where NBC figures out that they have so much footage of Seinfeld that they could just put a hologram of Seinfeld into like all of their current, uh, 
shows. Um, <laughs> That's weirdly prescient. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But um, but then the other thing, it, I mean, <laughs> like, did you follow that whole? I forget what it was called, but the uh, what was that? The like Twitch stream that was just like twenty four oh, hour yes, AI I, generated Seinfeld. I did see some stuff. of that. Yes. Um, yeah. they, they had to take it down because it started to get the racist. taken down because it started being transphobic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the um, but like that that's like the joke version. Of it, but then like I think the real version I think about is that like you know uh, uh, Roger Ebert like lost his voice at the end of his life because he had cancer, and then like this place programmed like basically like took all took all of like the hours and hours of like uh, movie commentaries that he had recorded. And like he sourced the audio of those to create like basically like a voice box for him that he could like type to text. Oh, interesting. Stuff. So like he was still writing the stuff, yeah. and then it was still his voice reading them. That's yeah. And so I've always thought like that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I understand what they don't, but like I, I always kind of thought like you could do that yeah. with Major Barrett, and like it feels like they probably did do something like that for the show. Um, yeah. But um, anyway, it was just nice. I, I was, you know. It's funny because it's like we we decry the nostalgia, but then like the nostalgia is kind of the only thing that's keeping us it's, going. It's the best part of the show it, that we're just like that was good. That but was like great. I I don't think that's because yeah. I don't actually really think that's because we're being hypocritical. I think it's more that we're just like that is that is the one port in the storm that we're kind of being able to come up with here. Yeah. Know? But anyway, well, we should probably cut it off there. Um, we should. Yeah. But thank so. thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we normally come on every other week. We'll be back uh, this upcoming Sunday. Because this is a, this is an episode we're releasing during our one of our off weeks, but um, yes, I wonder which one is. I don't remember. Um, is mine next, or did mine just go up? Uh, yours just went up. Uh, but um, okay, then yeah, I'm not sure. We, we we could figure out what's next, but we we told you'll, you last you'll week. see it soon. Anyway, uh, so yeah, um, you can check us out uh, on our website at contracts.podbean.com. You can visit us on Twitter at contracts. Um, you can. Uh, Go to our. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com or you can follow us on YouTube at outofcontracts. You can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There is That's Not How Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. And there is Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. So check any of those folks out. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everyone. Bye. <laughs>